Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We are your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. So we have your week 11 preview, right? Uh, you guys weeks. can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can hop in the Fantasy Hockey Discord. Let's get right into it, man. Injuries. How are we looking? Always seems like we have a decent amount of injuries. It's weird how that works out. Elias Pettersson out with an illness. Uh, I'd imagine it's the same thing that uh, Brock Besser had. I, I could only think so, Raj. Yeah, I think so. Is, is that something that's kind of going through uh, going through the team at the time? Yeah, it's going around. It's actually everyone in Vancouver has the same thing. <laughs> kind of sucks. Well, I hope uh, you don't have it too. Uh, then you have... The Islanders, actually, they they have a couple of players out, but it's not because of illness at all. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck left the game on Friday with an upper body injury, and we've been bringing his name up a, a couple of times as at least a streamer uh, for certain. He's been decent for a pickup at, at certain times this year. Uh, Palmieri didn't play in Saturday's game at all. And Varley actually left that game. Um, so, yeah. So, right now, they're without Clutterbuck, Palmieri, and Varlamov, like, just in a couple of days. So, that totally kind of changes things and makes things up in uh, in New York. Blake Wheeler, he did not play on Saturday and is out for a month with a groin injury. Um, I don't know if anybody, if either you two have had, like, a groin strain or anything like that. But I definitely have. And it is a really tough injury to like overcome. You literally, it's, it's, it does everything down there. Uh, Nate Schmidt is out for four to six weeks. Uh, we actually brought his name up uh, last episode. Uh, just saying that, uh, that I bet uh, Las Vegas really missed him right now. Evgeny Malkin, he should be back soon, said at least it was Crosby's shot that hit me. He doesn't shoot hard. That's pretty funny, actually. But yeah, so so Mulkey, uh, Mulkey should be back soon. Uh, TJ Oshie is down to dance. And again, it just seems like he's always in and out of the lineup. At times, he's been a good pickup. When he came back from injury, he had two goals in a row, back-to-back games, and then went on a five-game pointless streak and now got hurt again. You stream him, and then you drop him because he can definitely he can definitely do this. Barky is out again. Alexander Barkov, he is out after leaving Saturday game with a lower body injury. And remember, he just came back. He was out for over a week with uh, with illness. So, you know, he's out again. Not in your lineup. Uh, last up, Mark Stone. He did finish the game. Um, but he, uh, you know, is technically day-to-day uh supposedly he was having some lower body issues but he may not miss too much time if time at all bad vibes done all right moving on to uh standout performances from this last week i mean tage thompson aside just throw him to the wayside. that one doesn't count yeah that's a bit obvious 
Jesus, four goals, four assists in three games. So yeah, he did uh, He did pretty good. But uh, who do you like, Raj? Like is maybe not the right word, but for standouts from last week, uh, everybody's favorite, Tyson Berry. Um, me and Zach had a big power play argument about Edmonton, and since then, Barry just, just took my side. And uh, he's got seven points in the last four games. Not shockingly, six out of seven are all on the power play in four games. So he's doing the one thing he's capable of doing right now. Actually, last week he had more power play points than McDavid and Drysidle, so he's pretty much better than those guys. You know how Barry is. He clicks at crazy rates for a while and then just disappears for a while. And right now he is clicking for sure. Uh, I'm digging on Brandon Hagel lately. Three games. He's got uh, four goals, three assists, plus six, two penalty minutes, eight shots in there, which um, doesn't seem like a lot compared to some of the other guys that are on this. Like McDavid's had 21 shots in the last four games. But we're talking about Brandon Hagel here, uh, not Connor McDavid. <laughs> So seven points. One of them is on the power play. He's getting nine, over 19 minutes time on ice, and he is getting top power play time with the big boys over in uh, in Tampa. My favorite part, he's 34% rostered. So if you're looking for points and uh, he's out there, if you're looking for a one-day stream, I don't think Tampa has one of the one of the better schedules this week, but there's not a lot of teams that, that do. They are playing three games, playing a back-to-back, get you some Brandon Hagel. They're playing Toronto and Detroit on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's the only guy I got. Um, I want to put the you know the spotlight on Pyotr Kachekov. Um, he's a guy that I've already brought up, and he's he's still playing and he's still playing well. The only thing is he's starting to get noticed. So he is sixty percent owned right now. So he may be already owned in your league. Last week he had back to back shutouts. This past month, while he's been getting this little look with Freddie Anderson out, he's eight one and four. He only didn't get points in one game. Out of all those games, he's a 923 and a 201 goal against average. He looks good. He just does. He looks really good. And I'll tell you what, there's actually a lot of goalies out there right now that are worse streams or at least holds for a little bit until, you know, other goalies get back into the picture and stuff like that. And Peter Kachekov is definitely one of those players. What do you think Carolina does when Anderson gets back? Kachkov's been playing really well. Ranta and Freddie are both like Band-Aid boys at this point. Do you send him down? What do you even do? I, th- I think you, I think you have to because Freddie Anderson make you know he's making a decent amount of money, so you have to have him up there. And it's not like Ranta is bad. Ranta has never really shown that like he can't hold down that second spot. But I think they really wanted to see what they have in Kachekov over this time. And they have moving into the future. They can say, okay, we feel more comfortable at that spot. Maybe Freddie Anderson or Ronta coming up next year, or even they could get traded in all honesty. Like I could see them trading a Ronta. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in LA right now, like uh, Peterson getting waived and then Phoenix Copley playing a bunch of games or Copley, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on over there. Wouldn't they be interested in something like that? I've heard rumors that they're interested in Vimelka. LA could be a possible destination for somebody. Hopefully not Kachikov because he does seem like one of the better goalie prospects. That's, that's actually working out. Oh, there's been so many weird, strange goalie things. Pretty much all of the best goalies besides Hellebuck are terrible goalies this year. And you've got guys like that's similar to, um, 
uh, Schmid, Akira Schmid in, in Jersey, right? Like they lost Vanacek and Blackwood who were their two guys. And then here comes Schmid. Who's just like, when he's, he has had four, but three, not too good games in a row. And he's still at a nine thirty two and a one ninety six. So there's, there's a couple of those situations that I'd be riding those young guys and like, I know you have to play the guys who are making the money, but I just, I've said it probably four times on the, in the last few weeks. I just hate to see that when a guy comes along, plays that well. And they're like, yep, we're going to send you down and, you know, bring back Blackwood. Who's got an 880. It doesn't answer the question, but they definitely have a decision to make. And if it was me, I'd be trading uh, Ranta for sure. Well, they're both UFAs next year, either way. Ranta and Anderson are both UFAs coming up next year. So, that's why they've had to throw, you know, Kochekov into this mix because he's already going to be on the team. Now they have to make a decision on who they're keeping. You know, is Freddie Anderson going to be our continued goalie of the future? Honestly, I would say, you know, after he's a UFA, I would think not. Well, we've seen how Carolina treats their goalies too. Like Nedeljkovic just got the boot with no explanation whatsoever. They're, All right, bye. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like Dundon would be content to just lose one maybe that's because they knew they had kachekov as well you know they needed they needed room for him in the future which you know in in hindsight looks to be the case all right schedule breakdown for this week uh you got three fringe off nights in monday tuesday and thursday they have eight games so that's exactly half the league playing that's an off night come on that's got to be considered an off night it should be like this week this week it is it feels like it, yeah. Uh, and then Wednesday is a true off night with only seven games, 14 teams playing. Friday, 13 games. That's not an off night. It's going to be, <laughs> it's it's tough. 26 teams playing on Friday and uh, nothing on Saturday and Sunday as Christmas gets celebrated around the world, North America, all that stuff. Who are even the best schedules? There's not really anybody. I mean, we max out at three games played. We max out at two off nights if we're considering um you know, those fringe days, are there any teams that are like really sticking out to you guys? I mean, I would probably have to go with the LA Kings and the Minnesota Wild. They're the ones that I'm kind of looking at. Other than that, you can look at back-to-backs. I think that's really smart this week. I wish there was a three games in four days kind of thing between Monday and Thursday, but that's just not the case. So, I mean, you're look, you're, you're trying to find you know, things where you can. With LA, they're playing Anaheim, Calgary, and Arizona. And Calgary and Arizona is a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday to end out, you know, this part of the week. So at least you're getting the three games in four days there, and you're playing Anaheim and Arizona. So those are definitely winnable games. And then we'll see what happens with Calgary. That's one thing about this week is that, um, you know, you don't have those Saturday and Sunday games. So in a way, you have what I would consider an extra pickup. So I'm just going to skip ahead to uh, tips of the week, but don't be afraid of your using your pickups, having two stream spots, if at all possible, and just max games. There's only five days that you can actually pick from. So the stuffing as much to Zach's point, you know, finding these back-to-backs and, and riding them, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we talked about in the weekend preview. It's what Columbus and St. Louis have those Monday, Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, just maxing out like if you, if you can get five or six games out of your pickups this week go for it and really at that point with everybody having such similar schedules you're looking for who is this team playing a little more this week or at least i am 
I, I told you I like Minnesota. They have a back-to-back, and that's all they have. But boom, Anaheim, and then they have the Sharks. Then they have San Jose. So you have a back-to-back, two winnable games, number one, and you know teams that have a below 500 record. And I, I think it's even better um, that you pick those two teams because the teams that I like are Dallas and Vegas. So like right there, we have four teams that we're, that we're already into. So everybody having those same schedules, like you're saying, there's there's more to pick from, I think, because everybody's kind of on the same plane. And then again, to your point, um, you're just picking opponents where Dallas has Columbus, the Oilers, and Montreal. That could be an easy week. Vegas has got Buffalo. That used to be an easy game, but uh, maybe not so much anymore. That's going to be a heavyweight yeah, fight. Who'd have thought? Definitely not anymore. Um, and then you got Arizona and um, St. Louis. So those two you know, final games are a little bit more winnable than um, than the Monday game, but you still got there's you know man games. That's what we're after. So for me, Dallas and Vegas are the teams I'm looking at. And then there's even I don't want to steal any of your thunder here, Raj, but like uh, Detroit and Florida could be pretty sweet. Yeah, they're looking good um, to me this week. Uh, there's no good or bad schedules like you know like you're saying by the numbers, right? It's two or three games for everybody. You know, speaking of tips of the week, I mean, that's that's 100% what I'm doing. I'm almost ignoring next week um, as a general rule and looking at the following week uh, because the following week there are some teams that actually do have great schedules. So I'm one team I like is New Jersey uh, because this week they've got uh, kind of a rough schedule, actually, as far as opponents, but Carolina, Florida, Boston, tough opponents, but... It's games, but then the following week, coming back from Christmas, they have three off nights. Um, so they had definitely have the best schedule the following week. So being that it's such a a clumped up early week, if you can make it work, Jersey has as many games as anybody this week with the off night. But then the following week, they've got three off nights. So if you can get ahead, you know that's always a, that's always a something to look at as well. They've been sliding. I think they lost five straight now after, I mean, yeah. they were crushing it in November. They're not as hot as they once were, but uh, again, it's just games, right? And then getting all those off nights, because what's going to happen is when everybody's half drunk and tired and over full on Christmas, everyone's going to pull out their phones and start making their moves. So I'm looking ahead to try to have those off nights kind of locked down before everyone has the days off in real life to start making the picks and before they grab them because it's going to be a mad dash for Jersey. Um, and then another team that week is Seattle who has all those off nights. But yeah, I'm kind of trying to balance between making sure I get three games, uh, but also kind of thinking ahead to the the following week because the other thing is I don't want to think about it too much over those couple of days and I'm probably going to be maybe hammered the whole time just drinking just a little bit yeah my favorite i think my favorite part about jersey is and this is something i mean this will be a conversation for the discord but does new jersey have the most pickupable players like in terms of quantity like you got sharon govich mercer um you know even thomas tatar um he's available yeah yeah there's there's some there are some available players here and like holtz obviously like he's not playing where he should be but um there's plenty of potential there right like it could be a boom any given day but i I feel like new jersey more so than you know these teams that we've been talking about right um calgary they have a couple guys that we can pitch as as streams and uh who else do we talk about minnesota they have like one or two guys that are worth talking about but 
don't know. I, I feel like Jersey's got a bunch, a bunch. Yeah, and actually one other schedule just in terms of like matchups this week, I do like um, Colorado. Uh, they just have the three games like everybody else, but they're playing the Islanders, uh, Montreal, and uh, Nashville, who are all kind of struggling at the moment. So I don't mind Colorado. And for the rare chance, there are one or two guys available in Colorado because of all their injuries. Um, guys like Newhook and Rodriguez, who just came back. Um, they're inside the top six playing, uh, you know, as much of the top six is left anyways. Let's hop right into it. Um, let's do tips of the week. I kind of already touched on mine. Raj, I think you did too, what with uh, talking about New Jersey. So Zach, what do you dig? What's your uh, what's your move? Like I was saying earlier, I like the back-to-back schedules. Um, I'm trying to split this up into back-to-backs and then Friday I'm not worrying about too much. You can pick somebody up for the Friday games if you need that spot or you even have an open spot. But chances are you're not going to be hurting for players on Friday. So I'm really trying to embody the back-to-back on Monday and then the back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so, I mean, you, I'm looking to start my week out. Like we said, you have Columbus and you have St. Louis to start the week. I like Ivan Barbashev at 14% to, to really just start out that Monday, Tuesday, drop him and then Wednesday, Thursday, I'm looking at like a 12% owned Freddie Goudreau. Um, and then you can drop him, uh, and maybe look at something from Pittsburgh going into next week. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pushing those back to backs. So I'm going to start off with Barbashev end with Freddie Goudreau. And then Friday, I'm not going to have worries about trying to fill my squad because that's the only heavy day there is. I mean, if you're, if your league is a little frisky um, and looking for points, Robert Thomas, 55% rostered. He uh, He's almost at an assist per game over the last 30 days. So if you need some points, he's your guy. He's not going mean, to. He's got four four hits in the same span. So that's all he's going to do for you. Long-term hold and drop options. So if we're looking at dropping guys, that we're looking at picking up guys for a long time, um, who do you like? 100% Robert Thomas was going to be my ad or you know, add slash hold, because I think he is getting back into that hold area. Uh, and not that I think so. He definitely is. Uh, he's 56% owned. So right around half of leagues, he's available. And now's the time to go get him because now you're getting him for free. Uh, he has three goals, six assists in his last nine games. Uh, and that's since returning. Uh, nine shots on goal in his last two games. So it, I do. I like that line, though, too, because you got Kyrie, you got Thomas, and you got Barbashev, who I just said. Honestly, I think that they're the most offensively minded line on the entire team. Um, so I actually like that whole line. And Kyrie's already, you know, he's already owned. You ain't, you ain't getting a, a piece of him. So it's it's one of the other two. But yes, I'll I'll say I agree with you about Robert Thomas. I like that pick. I think Robert Thomas is is killer. He's had more shots in the last two games than I think he did last season. Um, I don't know where those are coming from. That's that's good to see. I have the most boring hold option, which you don't really need to talk about, but that's Dylan Cousins, just because, well, yeah, only 62%, so he still is, you know, in a lot of leagues. He's still around, and I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know what the hell's going on, but Buffalo's offense is, it's it's happening. 
it's happening and uh you you gotta hold on to to any of those buffalo guys i kind of figured it was the usual buffalo season where they're crazy for 10 games i don't know what it is the first 10 games of the season buffalo kicks ass and then they just end up in last place and everybody's buffalo this year uh it is not slowing down and you already mentioned tage thompson is like the best scorer in the league basically and uh Cousins is riding shotgun for all of it. He seems uh, he seems legit. They're Jeff doing Skinner. it by shots on goal, and the fact that they have the highest shooting percentage of the entire league. They're number Jeff one Skinner. in shooting percent in team shooting percentage. Nope, Jeff Skinner. He would he's he's one of my holds, but he's like uh, I think he's like seventy seven percent rostered at this point. So like you know, cat's kind of out of the bag. I'm going Matty Beneers. Um, Seattle, been, yay! Matty Beneers, man, forty five percent rostered over the last thirty days. He's doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Where's he at? He's got uh, 14 points in his last 12 games, uh, 31 shots on goal. So, and he's hitting over a hit a game, Matty Beneers. So, I don't know. He, I don't think he's the streamer. I don't think he should be under 50% rostered at this point. So, if you're looking for points and a little bit of hits, even uh, Matty Beneers, that's my guy. Centers, centers a hard sell, but I, I feel like he's worth it. He's got to be better than somebody's center out there. We all like Matty Beneers. Uh, as as far as drops, uh, I got one guy on here. It's John Klingberg. Uh, he is a drop as far as I'm concerned. He's 44% owned, which I think is too much. There are other defensive options that you can find that are that are doing it for you. Um, and don't get me wrong, he did just recently have two goals um, in in a single game, but he only had one point in the previous ten games before that. Um, his minutes are going down and. Uh, Cam Fowler is the option there. It's just true. Uh, Klingberg has not been what we thought he was going to be, which kind of sucks. Like I, I was, I was hoping it would happen for Kling, but uh, but it hasn't. So in all, in in my eyes, he's a drop. Where are we at with um, Kevin Hayes? Because he got healthy scratch, right? And um, you know he's been playing lights out, but we know how Torts is, where he'll just scratch a guy just for the shit of it, and. I don't know. Maybe he's like flexing again. That's a that's kind of a towards thing to do. But I, I, he's thirty. I think he's like thirty some odd percent rostered. It's not like a ton of people are are holding on to him too much. But uh, what do you think about Hayes? I like him. He got he got uh, scratched just for a bad defensive play. So I think he got benched for the third period and sat the whole next game. Um, so I think it's just a towards flex. He's, he sees a player doing well and he needs to get in there. Um, but he's he's their leading scorer this year, and he's been playing fantastic on a team that doesn't have a lot of guys playing fantastic. I mean, it's either the most blatant tanking move <laughs> of the year, is benching your leading scorer, or it's just torts being torts. And I think it's more just torts being torts, and Hayes will be back, and you know he's going to learn his lesson now, and maybe I don't know. I I, I have a hard time believing you're just going to bench that guy. I mean, Kevin Hayes has 29 points in 31 games played so far this year. He's o- he's almost a point per game. And in terms of like defensive forwards with Couturier out, like Hayes is your guy. That's your PK guy. Just a really strange move. Like get, I get it. Like he made one bad move, but that's not like that's part of his DNA. He is a defensive guy, and that's where his skills are. So I don't know. It was kind of a weird really weird thing to do well until until you just acknowledge who the coach is and then it's like oh, okay <laughs> yeah know? then it makes sense yeah 
So I'm super thrilled about that already, Raj. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Let's hop into streamer suggestions and um, just keep it in mind, like what teams we like and, and yada, yada, Raj, you want to kick it off with uh, some of the guys you dig. Sure thing. Um, I think every one of these players has been mentioned already, uh, but I like New Jersey. Like you said, this, this week is fine for them. Uh, it's more about next week and tr trying to pick up guys for those off nights. So I like Dawson Mercer. Um, He's just, he's doing well. Again, he's not uh, super great lately. Most of Jersey has been trailing off. They just had such a hot start. Like, they're doing what, what the Buffalo thing, right? Uh, but Mercer, uh, zero points in the last three games. So, like I said, I'm not going by that. But at the previous to that, he had three goals in four games and was, was going at a point-per-game pace for about two weeks. Uh, so he's capable of it. And uh, like I said, the off nights coming up are, are really what that pick's about. And I do like that he's center right wing. So you're not handcuffed with a, a straight center. All right. Uh, so I'll kick it in with my Dallas guys. And I think Mason Marchment is uh, worth having a conversation about again. We're talking the last 30 days. He's got nine points in 15. If we're talking the last 14, um, he's got two goals, four assists in his last eight games or his, yeah, last eight games, 20 shots in there, 17 hits. Like he's giving you a little bit of everything. Um, you know, if you're in points leagues, he's got those six points. If you're in bangers leagues, he's got the shots. He's got the hits a uh, little bit of blocks, half block per game, but, uh, left wing, right wing Mason Marchment. I think that's, that's your move in, um, in Dallas. There's always guys like Essel and Dell who can, who can bang around a little bit and Colin Miller. You know, he's he's not banging the way he used to, but Esselindel, 22 blocks. Nils Lundqvist, 11 blocks, 11 hits. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Lundqvist the best in terms of D there, even more I so like than Esselindel. Hockenpah. I've, I've always liked Esselindel. He's so – like, you know what he is? He gives me such strong Lars Eller vibes, right? Like, if <laughs> Dallas is on the docket, we have to talk about him. The same way that, like, if Washington's on the docket, Lars Eller just comes up. Like it's just like a staple when it comes to the team. So yes, uh, Esselindel's up there. Yanni Hockenpah's banging around a lot. Ty Delandria is banging as well. Eighteen hits in eight games. Uh, there's a lot of bangs here. So like if if you're desperate for bangs this this week, like you're set on offense, um, those are your guys. If you're looking for offense, then Marchments he's my easy pick, and then Lundqvist, who's two percent rostered, has got four points in seven games. So those are the guys I'll be looking at in Dallas. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a couple of guys that I had talked about earlier and just knock them out. And that was, that was Ivan Barbashev and Freddie Goudreau. They're, they're both, you know, damn lowly owned, uh, Barbashev at 14%, Goudreau at 12%. Uh, Barbashev has, has five points in his last seven games, just under three shots on goal in that span. Uh, like I said, I, I like that line with him, Thomas and Cairo. And then Freddie Goudreau, it's, well, he's playing with Matt Boldy and I like that. Because I like Matt Boldy, and Matt Boldy begets points. Goudreau even has, uh, you know, three goals of his own in in, uh, in a couple of games prior to uh, his last one. Um, but he shoots, he hits, he does a little bit of everything. And like I said, I like the proximity to 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 Matt Boldy. I want to be next to Matt Boldy. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I got a I got a guy TJ. You actually brought up a few minutes ago. Uh, who we all love, Maddie Beignet. Again, they only have two games this week, but the reason I would want to stream him this week is the reasons you were just talking about. He's still available, and he's borderline hold 
territory. So uh, Seattle has three off nights next week. So given that the schedule is so compressed this week, you could probably get away with having one guy who's only playing two games. Um, I mean, at the, at the max, you're only missing out on one game played, but you're ending up with three off nights the following week and a possible hold. So if Beniers is available in your league, I think you should just pick him up now. Don't wait. Don't look at it and say, oh, he's only got two games. The max anyone has is three, so I think you should look at Beignet anyways and pick him up now because if he keeps this going, he's going to be up in the 60-70% owned range real quick. So I think I, I like him even though the schedule isn't great. I like uh, I like Vegas as my next team. You know, you got your guys that are that are not going to be around. Tri-eligible Chando, he's 75% rostered. Uh, the guys that I'm looking at, and I was going to talk about Daniil Miramanov, but um, you know, some news came out of Vegas that Petrangelo's back and just um, learning about his four-year-old daughter. You know, she had the flu and then developed a, a lesion on her brain. Um, good news oh, came gosh. out of the camp, said that um, she like a full recovery is expected. So that's amazing. Like I, I got two kids myself, Raj. I know you're a father. Like just that kind of relief and and hearing about it. That's great. I'm super happy for Petrangelo. He is back, and I expect he'll take you know top power play away from Miramanov. But um, seven games, he's got he's got some stats. But I, I think a lot of it has to do with the extra time on ice that he would have gotten from the top power play. He's got two power play points, and that accounts for half of his points over the last 14 days. He shoots a lot, but how many? How much of those shots were because of the power play? I don't know. So like he's he's kind of a risky one. The guy I am looking at is a vanilla ass Riley Smith. <laughs> who is 50% rostered, but he's got six points in seven games. He's shooting a lot, which um, I'm happy to see. Like he's, he's shooting a lot. He's getting on my good side this year. That was always kind of my, um, my problem with him and Chando is that none of those guys would shoot. And um, now they are. So I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Uh, Riley Smith, left wing, right wing, 50%. Outside of that, there's not a ton to do. I mean, you can fill your bangs with Braden McNabb, who's 36% rostered, but if we're going for offense, it's Riley Smith. It's Mason Marchment. Those are my two picks uh, for this week. I like Smith. He's got, f- well, right now I really like Smith. He has four goals in the last two and six points in the last three. Like, not that it matters this week or anything, but I mean, where are all those shots going to go when Eichel comes back? You know, Petrangelo, Theodore come back. So he's, he's been stepping into that sort of. Eichel-ish role and taking the shots, I guess. And with Patch Reddy out of the picture, right? That's a lot of shots that are missing from their lineup right now. So he's had a solid year, actually. What is it? 24 points in 33 games. So he's the same pace this year as Mark Stone. Same same peripherals as Mark Stone, too. Same shots, same almost identical stat line to Mark Stone this year. So good on you, Riley Smith. And Vegas should be getting a lot better, too. They got Eichel coming back, Stone coming back, Petrangelo coming back, and Theodore coming back. That's essentially your power play. I could throw in like a William Carlson, who's got five points in seven, but um, I feel like every time I talk about him, he just lets me down. So I don't know. (laughs) I want to like talk about him, but then also slowly back out Homer Simpson style on that one. (laughs) Exactly. Back into the bushes. Uh, The uh, My one other pick, I think, for streaming this week, it's available, like I mentioned, is uh, Colorado has a great schedule for opponents, uh, is Alex Newhook. 
don't look at his season-long stats and don't plan on this lasting, but this is he's filling in some of the gaps there, taking over some of McKinnon's minutes, and uh, he's been getting points because of it. Even though Colorado's kind of decimated still with what's left there, a good team. You know, he doesn't have the minutes he was getting a couple weeks ago, but he still got another goal last night. Colorado has just garbage opponents uh, this week coming up, so he could be worth a go. And then right after Christmas, their first game back is against Arizona on the 27th. So um, leading into next week's schedule, you could kind of get three easy games this week, one easy game as soon as they're back, and then probably drop them for somebody else. Zach, I got a layup for you here. You ready? You remember how I talked about uh, Detroit having a pretty good schedule? I did. Jakob Verana is a full participant at practice today. He has a non-contact jersey on, and he's 38% rostered. If he comes back, where do you see him slotting into this lineup? And uh, would he be somebody that you'd be eyeballing for um, a pickup next week? Oh, I'm 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 all for starting out with seeing what happens with Verana. And being being the one that that gets to find out uh, as to where he is going to slot in, you would have to think second line. That would be my guess. Um, I, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think that they would straight up just throw him right in on the top line. I think they would at least ease him into it. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at that second line. Before we get too far away from that, Larkin, we don't know what he's going to be if he's going to be playing. And right now, Andrew Cop was most recently the the top line left wing. So if Vrana moves there, Cop could easily slide over to center Into if Larkin's not playing. Yeah. There's just so many damn variables with Detroit's roster as it is right now. So we don't know we don't know what's gonna happen. Well, I mean they're they're hurt all over the place. I mean Robbie you still have Robbie Fabry out too. Obviously Tyler Bertuzzi isn't gonna be back for a while. Um so I mean just in general but uh, Fabry should be back, you know, not too much longer either. So, I mean, they're getting healthier. They're getting there. They're just, yeah, I mean, mostly because of injuries, but they're just not good right now. Um, so there's a lot of guys who are pick Like Raymond is under 50%, and he had a really bad start, but he's been okay lately. Um, he's down to 46% rostered. That's one nice thing about them is is they do have there's a ton of availability. Uh Sherratt for Bangs, Adam Ernie for Bangs, four and two percent rostered, um, you know, respectively. And then you got guys like Verana who could explode offensively, Raymond who could explode offensively. There's there's options under fifty percent in Detroit. And uh, they're I mean, their schedule is not exactly friendly to them. Um Capitals, Lightning, Ottawa. Ottawa could I mean, we don't know what Ottawa is going to show up, but we know what the Capitals are. We know what the the Lightning are. Uh, it's going to be a tough week. It appears that uh, Kubalik has finished for the year as far as playing. He's still he's still playing, but uh, after that start, he, he was uh, he was on fire for probably fifteen twenty games. But he's back da- back down to half point per game or less over the last like month and a half. So, like it was was. Pr- fairly predictable but he was he was amazing for a while he was a sell high and i really hope that you're able to cash in on selling high yeah all right are there uh are there any more teams to talk about streamable streamable teams um i have a couple of streamable players uh and and just because i want to i always want to throw in my two cents about boone jenner 43 percent owned 
and he he's got that back to back on Monday, Tuesday. Um, you know, just his his last game alone, he had a power play goal, four shots on goal, six hits, and a block. That's 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 what I want. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so I like Boone Jenner, but and then in all honesty, I'm okay with dropping him then too. Uh, after that, after that, uh, that back to back, that's what I'm picking him up for, and then I'm dropping him for for somebody else. I do also like Rasmus Sandin. He actually has seven points in his last eight games uh, since taking over that top power play spot. They did go five forwards on the on the top power play last game. But still, you know, I, I, I think he's viable if he gets any power play time. He did have three of those points out of that seven on the power play. He has two shots on goal in that time, uh, or two shots on goal per game, that is. Two hits per game. Uh, you know, he's helping out a little bit everywhere. I think Sandine is somewhere to look, and, and he's right around 50% out. And Michael Bunting was that fifth forward who's only 61% rostered. Definitely worth a look hate both of those options so much but they're right <laughs> spoken like a true canadian definitely a canadian who lives outside of toronto that's the mandatory response there but uh, sorry i spoke about florida uh carter hagee is 61 percent. he's going to give you offense and not much more there is ceiling on him at 60 percent or something because i feel like yeah the last couple of years as high as he can bringing go. him up and it's like hard cap i think he should be on your team yeah, I think um, Lundell was skating Duclair. Yeah, Duclair could be right around the corner. Not saying like, you know, pick him up. or I mean, if you got the IR spot, like, yeah, stash him. But uh, bangers. We can talk about we can talk about bangers. Uh, the the only the only banger suggestion that I really have. And, and it's a it's a mixed one. Uh, I'm going to go with Nola Shari, uh, 9% owned. And that's because of, again, the back to back. He has three plus hits per game. Um, and honestly, I do like their schedule. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of minutes. I'm not going to lie to you. He doesn't take a ton of shots, but he is going to get you hits and blocks. Um, so I like Nola Shari here. I liked, uh, Adam Ernie. He's got 20 hits in his last seven games, left wing, right wing. I got to go with Arbor Jackai because I need to bring him up on every episode until I get his pronunciation right. He, uh, hits everybody all the time and he is beating up everyone did you see him tune pat maroon the other night it's not what a rookie does he's thrown around a few of the the big boys so i'm just i'm just holding on for a reeves shikai fight uh within the next while but he hits like there's no question he's going to get you three hits if you get him so they've got three games this week they got three games next week so i think he's a a fair option and i just i there's not really players like him these days that come along and you're, I think I said the other day when I brought him up, he, he lucked into a power play goal, but it was like an accidental shot on a five on three that bounced off somebody and went in. St. Louis loves him too. He's given him all the playing time and like trying to sneak him out there on those power plays and stuff. But uh, so he's getting playing time and he's just, he's such a fun, fun player right now. All right, let's move it into goalies. Uh, I'm going to go with Vimelka. Just for the shits and giggles of it, they're playing Montreal, Vegas. That's going to be a tough one. But then they got LA as well. So for me, those are two coin flips and a uh, and a loss. But there's no back to back. So three out of three games, he should be getting it. I think he's only fifty one percent rostered. If you're looking for it, um, where's he at? Yeah, fifty one. So he's going to see a ton of saves, and uh, those help. 
you know I love finding finding goalies. Like this is why this is exactly why you go zero G because I'm about to talk about Kachekov, Gustafson, and Charlie Lindgren, and the whole thing is they're viable. Like they are straight viable. Now I'm not saying you hold on to them for the entire year, and it can be stressful living your life like this, streaming goalies. Uh, obviously Kachekov, I already brought him up. Charlie Lindgren, like I said, he's 44% owned. Um, he has seven straight starts now, five wins in that span, only one roast beef sandwich, and that was his first, and that was his first uh, his first start in that stretch. Um, so I like Charlie Lindgren, especially with Kemper being out. Um, so he's getting those starts at the moment. And then there's Philip Gustafson. Uh, when he has played, he's played very well. Um, he is the backup in um, in Minnesota, for those of you who don't even know who Philip Gustafson is, but he is 24% owned. Uh, whichever game he does play this week, and like I said, they're two easy games, he's going to get one of those games, and he's 5-0 and so far um, in in his last five games. And he has a shutout versus Vancouver, you know, mixed in there. Sorry about that, Raj. But yeah, uh, I, I like these players. You can find these players and then just drop them. Yeah, the only guy I've got because his goalies are ridiculous. Um, it's it's Elliot Week, Brian Elliot Week, right? They've got Toronto on Tuesday and then Detroit on Wednesday, so he's probably going to get Detroit uh, and Detroit missing a few guys and having a uh, they're not scoring lightly. So I like Elliot against uh, Detroit on I think that's Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday, uh, and then yeah, just like that, just drop them, throw them away, send them home for Christmas, but. The thing about Elliot is gonna is gonna be that you know he'll he'll likely get you the win, just because Tampa is so damn good. But he lets in a lot of goals, my man, or you know even more than hell he almost has in his entire career as far as goals against average. He has a th- over three, over three goals against average this year. He uh, he has a in his last couple of starts, he's got a 960, 944, one goal against, two goals against. So Vasilevsky has those same bad numbers in the first half of the season. So uh, Elliot's great, very safe pickup on Tampa. So what do you think about the uh, 7% Phoenix Copley? He's got the hot hand right now. The first game for LA is Tuesday against Anaheim. I'm pretty sure he could, you know, continue to ride the hot hand against Anaheim. And then there's a back-to-back of Calgary and like Arizona. So I don't know which one he's going to get. Like the hot hand you would want to put against Calgary. But I don't know, like, you know, the Friday game against Arizona, that's the one you want. So I think he, he'll he probably get the Tuesday start. So if you want to start off the week on a pretty good note, uh, go Copley against Anaheim on Tuesday. And then wait and see what happens on Thursday. Like if they throw quick out there against Calgary, I mean, you're in the clear, right? So Copley versus Arizona, that'll be a good Friday game. I like that. What do you guys think? I'm I'm okay with it. I'm just not a Phoenix Copley person. <laughs> mm. I, mean, he's, well, I think it's, it's, it's going to work out. Fine. He's fine. Mm. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to do what you got to do if you need a goalie, right? I think to me, like I hate all of I hate all these guys. I hate. Uh, streaming goalies to begin with. It's just something you have to do sometimes. I took the brilliant strategy of drafting good goalies this year. I'm still streaming goalies. Uh, But no, that's uh, overall, like I did have a couple of teams where I went a little bit high on goalies and a couple other teams where I'm doing closer to a zero G and 
it the whole goalie situation is so messed up this year there's no it's making no difference either way it's just it feels like whoever your goalie is you may or may not win that day yeah i mean even on that note like charlie lindgren he's played what seven games in the last two weeks and he's atop the rankings over the last two weeks six wins one loss um and they got detroit on monday so keep an eye out like i I feel like he could be a good monday stream if you have same day ads and then you're going right into ottawa and um winnipeg is a friday thursday friday back-to-back so that could i don't know i think there's some risky moves to be had this week but uh ones that could work out streamer of the week who do you guys got uh dawson creek mercer is my pick of the week like i said they got a a fine schedule this week, but it's all about uh, it's all about loading up for the off nights the following week. It's like fifty fifty between Mason Marchment, Jacob Verana, well, I guess thirty three, thirty three, thirty three, and Riley Smith. I have some fun. I'm going for Verana. I think he'll play, and if he does, that's the pick. I'm gonna go Michael Backlund. Go Michael Again. Backlund here. Is that two weeks in a row? One. No, I didn't I, go with him last week. I had him last week. Guy? Did you? Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. Michael Backlund. It's my turn. Which is how we. Which is how we do Michael Backlund around here. We all take turns. He <laughs> is. He is the five hole fantasy whore, uh, yes. because we all want a piece of him, and we all get a piece of him. I'm next. I like Michael Backlund. Thirty one percent owned, uh, and he he's just a, a super savvy veteran, and he, he's always out there making that team better. So I'm taking him this week. And they have no idea what they want to do at center, so he'll probably be the second line center. They move Kadri up or down or something. I don't know what's going on. Figure it out. Maybe. I think he's the third line center right now, but whatever. Anyway. Okey doke. Okey doke. I don't know how I feel about these morning episodes. Like I'm drinking coffee. I should be drinking beers and gin. It's a strange a coffee, day. Right? You could still be drinking beers and gin. It's oh, just no. morning time. No, no, I'm just no. saying. It's not it's, that you can. It's afternoon there, man. It's Christmas yeah, season. Yeah, I guess it is. 1230. Christmas season, afternoon. It's time to watch some hockey. So that's right. it for us on this week 11 preview. We'll catch you guys Tuesday trends. That's when the uh, the Christmas debate, the Christmas rankings, ratings, uh, the fight of the Christmas season, right, is mm-hmm. over. We're talking Christmas Finals. movies, ranking Christmas Last movies. So, oh my god, that's the uh, that's the week preview. It is tied at three. It, it is. is tied at three. It's going. It's going game seven. It's going to go right. shoot out game seven. It is game seven. And we'll, yeah, love yeah. it. All right, y'all. We'll catch you Tuesday. Uh, find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Find us in the Hockey Discord, Fantasy Hockey Discord, and we love you. Bye. Love you. Love you.